Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cheap Show. I'm Eli Silverman. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cheap Show. I'm Paul Gannon. And today on Cheap and Show... And today on Cheap Show... Fuck off! Fuck off! Welcome to Echo Cheap Show. <laughs> the echoiest Cheap Show, Cheap Show, Cheap Show. In, in the, the world, world, world. Well, you know what I'm going to say? Go on. I think we should start this again. No, we can't. That's <laughs> going to be a t-shirt if we're not careful. Oh. I think we should start this again. I, I, Imagine you, being in a relationship and that's like you go up to your partner and you've had a couple of months of strife and you think, I think we should start this again. That'd be good. It's from the beginning. How do you do that? You, you go, oh, hello, what's your name? No, you go out. And you come and you knock on the door. And go, hello, I'm I'm Eli. You don't know me. <laughs> if I was that lady, I'd be like, I'm no. I'm calling the police now. And, hello, I'm Eli. You don't know me. No, Eli, we're dumped. You're dumped. We're dumped. You're dumped. <laughs> You're dumped. Fancy dumped. some boning? Ding dong. Hello, the bone man. Brand new bone <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't like the bone man. I'm the bone man. Brand new bone man. All right, let's try this out. Knock on the. I'll knock. Knock on the door. You're gonna knock on the door. No, you knock Who's on the door. Not, I've gone it's out. My house, and you're the bone man, the rag and bone man. No, just the okay. ragging bone man. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So, ding dong. Hello. Have you opened the door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello. I've opened the door. Oh, hello there, you beautiful lady. Who are you? I'm not Eli. Explain yourself before I call the police. Oh, oh, we're starting again. This is very good. I'm the bone man. Right, what does the bone man do? Heavy boning. Right, I am calling the police. <laughs> no, you're not. You I know am. me. I don't know you. Matilda. No, that's not my name. Isn't it? That's well, next door. Oh, sorry. Welcome to Cheap Show, ladies and gentlemen. We're like the two fucking Ronnies <laughs> in that we're both dead. Inside. <laughs> I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're gonna have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Off brand, brand, off, off brand, brand, off. Cheap, 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 show. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Eli Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Out the back of the theme tune, Paul, we've been ejected back into the podcast. Oh, we were violently ejected out the back of the theme tune into the podcast and, for realsies. And what is going on on Cheap Show this week, Paul? Well, we have a... Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to do a, uh, a cheap eats today, I think. I've got some food we can try out, so that's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then also, we're going to do a Paul's Page Turners, because I've got a book that popped up recently. Weirdly, it was one of those things where I went to a charity shop, saw this book, went, I have to get that. And then it looked online for a review of it. And then when I saw it linked to a blog from a friend of mine, I was like, I don't need to buy the book. I'm reading this blog post. <laughs> yeah. So okay. we're going to be doing that. It's a good, we're going to be reading out a blog post. Yes. I've got permission of uh, Alistair Coleman, who is my friend who wrote that blog. And so he has said we can read it on the on the show in full later on. Paul. But who's it about? Find out later in the show later on. Paul. Hello, to- I'm Paul Gannon. Welcome to Cheap Show, the economy what? comedy podcast, where we go through the charity shops, barking bins, and... Of Great Britain and <laughs> deliver to you the treasure amongst the trash. Do 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 do
just the studio line. So, so source report, port, port. We have been sent source, Paul. Yeah. This source is called House of Pickles. Yes. Did, did it have a letter with it? You didn't give me a letter. I gave you the envelope with everything in. Did it have a letter in it? This didn't come in an envelope, did it? Yeah. Fuck what, do you think that the source angels came I just and, dro- <laughs> and delivered source unto me to give to the king of sources? Um, and I I've... rode across land and sea on my horse. Uh, is it your source horse? My source horse, yeah. Source What's horse. it called? Pegasus. Pegasus. This is all working brilliantly. This is all fantastic. Pegasus. And he's like... <laughs> the noise! The noise! <laughs> what comes out your bum, Pegasus? Sauce. Yes, ketchup. Or brown. <laughs> brown. There's lots of straw in this brown sauce. Brown sauce. <laughs> right. Sorry, Paul. No, I don't have any information about this <laughs> source. But it, please get back in touch with us. Yeah, just sent it because it's a real mystery. I've looked up the manufacturer. Yeah, Way Tangy. Way Tangy. Way Tangy hot sauce. Now there were some things. They've online, just got like a but, Facebook yeah. page that hasn't been updated since 2013 or something. No, what is the uh, date on that? After out of interest, is there an the best date? before? Yeah. Um, no, nope. because I tried to look on Amazon on eBay. It says used within 12 months. Well, that, well, that's twelve months <laughs> yeah. of what? Like, I find this at the end of time, in a, and it's, it's like, like, oh, it's, it's, it's good, good for twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is only lasting another two days. Oh, what a shame! Don't get to try this. And this is House of Pickles. Gherkin. It's called House of Pickles, and it's got gherkin and dill in it. So, has it is been it made a, to is measure? It, is it bespoke sauce for us? We don't know, Paul. That it's is the mystery many. of the source report this it's week. It's a source, little mystery. No, come on. So, so, so. Listen, before we go any further. I'm trying to go along with this. Come on, mate. I'm trying to. I'm, do you see? I, I've not been kicking back against the source report. Yeah, I've been but lying you... back and let the source gush all over me. <laughs> Just dribble on my hot chest. Oh, sauce on my hot, I hairy could put chest. Together a... Spot, spicy dill on me hot chest. I could put together an impromptu. Uh... I probably put on your impromptu. Impromptu. Uh... That was awful, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> impromptu uh, poultice. Oh, impromptu. Impoltis- you're not helping the source report you know that (laughs) you're just gone you're doing an Eli good Paul I will continue with the report (laughs) right Um, and the ingredients of this it's got Trinidad Scorpion (laughs) please Please. <laughs> right, you're what what are you? Is this the new character? Maybe. <laughs> God. I've got a new character, ladies and gentlemen. Pixie. I've got a new, do you want to see my new character, Eli? Yes. All right, well I was gonna mention it and then I'll finish the report. All right, okay, it's okay. a good idea actually. So the only thing is you can't see the character here. You've got to go to the toilet. So go to the toilet, Eli. Don't you go to the toilet? Okay. Zip. You get you sitting <laughs> down for a poo-poo. Oh I'm oh. <sighs> I know what you're doing. Who's saying that? I'm the toilet peeper. The toilet peeper. <laughs> Are you doing a pompadour? I'm hiding okay. in your toilet. I'm going to flush the toilet. I'm <laughs> hiding in your toilet. I'm flushing toilet. the toilet. Sound effect. I okay. like your way you wipe it. You like the way I wipe it. I like it. the way you wipe it. I'm not wiping because I hadn't even started. Pompadour. 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 
<laughs> so that's my brand new character, ladies uh, and gentlemen. The toilet peeper. Ooh, he um, hides in your toilet and peeps on you. I think that's going to have a high high ranking in next year's Cheapskate Awards <laughs> favourite character. Three, Paul. two, one, yeah. and splash. And Pompadour. Do that. Pompadour. Yeah, good. Very good. Since 2012, this sauce has been manufactured. Perhaps, Paul... I'm having a great time this week. Good. Um, Good. Perhaps, Paul, yeah. it is, like you say, just a coincidence, and they've used House of Pickles. Yeah. And I, I wasn't original when I named my what, bedroom what House of Pickles. What is that when like, thought travels independently across the world and people have it at the same time? Okay, there's several theories, but one is widely discredited, which was uh, Jung's theory of the morphic... Um, morphic th- field. Uh, f- yeah, where, like... There was, the example they give was, like, sheep crossing a fence would all realise that in different well, parts of the world claimed, they both realised they, they could... he proposed a morphic field where these archetypes and thoughts and things exist outside of individual minds yeah, yeah. and it there was some evidence <laughs> yes, there was some evidence put forward where they they seem to and it seems to be a fact Paul that it's proven that people who do the crossword yeah. Like, say the Times crossword yeah. later in the day, mm. who do the crossword later in the day do it quicker. So the theory is that it gets into the morphic field, all of the answers of the people who who are solving it earlier in the, the day. It's interesting bollocks, it's, isn't it? It's bollocks. But it's the a collective unconscious is another term That's for it. That's the thing I was thinking yeah. of, collective unconscious, where they said the sheep in one part of the world need to roll over those cow grates to get across, and then another country... Sheep are doing the exact same thing over there, and it's like, well, that's yeah. interesting. Yes, but, but that's not the best example. There's that was a guy, that came Rupert to mind. Sheldrake, who's a sort of um, he's an outsider scientist, right? And he posits. What does outsider scientist mean, though? Does that mean he has like edge lord opinions about gravity or whatever? Yes, but he he has he has a background in science, but he has sort okay. of some he has ideas. For example, like the one about the morphogenic field or whatever it's called, right. which are not accepted by the mainstream. Oh. And he thinks consciousness he thinks consciousness plays a causal role in, in the world as well. Okay. Rupert Sheldrake. I'm well, not saying I, I believe it was. Ladies and gentlemen, when we started the source report, we didn't think we'd be galloping into the realm of, uh, what would you want to call that kind of thing? Philosophical thought? Well, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Eat cheap show may say spoff and cum and shit and poo and all that stuff, but deep down, we're a very intelligent podcast. <laughs> now, Paul... What, so what you're suggesting is perhaps it was in the ether, so to speak, putting it in a colloquial way, yeah. that House of Pickles is a sort of thing. It's, yeah, or someone I said, nicked it. I unconsciously nicked it. I saw this Or they source. did to, that to you. Or yeah. on the other side of this whole thing, yeah. it's... <laughs> he's looking at the clock now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of that theory is that whoever did what sent this in can you can get your own labels or get your yeah. own sauce made in small yeah. batches? Yeah, and it is actually named Have you tried after. It? No, should we shall try we, it? Shall we try that? Let's now? try it. This is very exciting on Cheap Show. Now, Oof. What are your thoughts about a hot sauce with gherkins in it? It's not great. Is I it? don't know. I can't. I mean, ooh, I can't think. It'll probably be like that very spicy it is sealed, burger you've filling. Got, you know, it's sealed here, That's so good. that should reassure you about it being it's quality. Safe. Yeah. No, I, I I noticed the seal myself and thought that's safe. I'm just going to open it up now. It's he's just opening sealed. it up now. Give it a good shake. I want he's the gherkin giving, pieces to. He's giving it a good old vigorous. The Dylan gherkin throbbing. fragments to Getting infuse the whole of the sauce's body. Yes. Infuse it. <laughs> oh God, I've got nothing this week, man. Pompadour. I've got nothing this week. I can see you do. <laughs> I actually like that character. What's wrong with me? No, I'm giving it a half. 
The brown snake come out. I'm getting gherkin. Oh, yeah. So a sniff. Get the huff on that, mate. Oh, it smells quite sweet. Do you know what it smells like to me? This is very strange. It smells like fruit gums. <laughs> that is strange. Which I think means I'm about brain... to have a stroke. <laughs> yeah, you're having a brain injury. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here, right. We, here we go. He's applying some a healthy dollop of the sauce to the spoon, and it's going to go in his mouth right now. Oh, I don't know how he feels about this. That wasn't a good look. It's got a sort of staleness. A staleness to, to it. The smell up close when okay. I opened it up to uh, to nasal. And it's a strange because it's very it's very runny and it doesn't have any bits, but it's just seems so it's to have got a bra- tr- it's brown. It's got Trinidad scorpion Magora chilies. Gherkins. They were white- the world record holder. Oh, white vinegar, point. dill seeds, dill tips, mustard seeds, salt, sugar, spices, xanathan gum, and the bunch of e numbers. Oh, that's a face for your mother. <gasps> what the fuck? What's wrong with you? <gasps> oh, dear. <laughs> he looks like Popeye having a big old wank. <laughs> oh. What's wrong? Come on. What was that? It's very hot. Is it? Yeah. In, in what way hot, though? I mean, are we talking deep heat or fiery? No, fiery punch. I'm going to have a little taste of yeah. Just a little dill on my finger. Put some dill- it is quite tasty, I have to say. It works. The... You can taste the gherkin. It is. It's a gherkin hot sauce. Nice, a lot nicer than I was thinking. Do you know what I mean? It's very sharp, very vinegary. Oh, oh that was just a little Do bit. Do you know what I mean? And that feels like a, a like a swallowing a match tip. Yeah. Do you know it's got a oh. real intense it's, heat? You know what though? That is actually really tasty. I Do you know like... what I mean? With the, the the back, you get the gherkin and the dill at the back. It's very fruity to me. It's quite nice, isn't it? Uh, you know, it's what? been a successful sauce report. If you said it's, that, this in. is House of Pickle sauce, everyone. Yeah, if you sent that in, please get in touch with us on Twitter or email the mystery. and just tell us who who you are and stuff, because that's nice, isn't it? And did you know, Source Report Part 2, oh, source report addendum. that the well-known Sriracha brand, Flying Goose, yeah. now do different types of, different flavours of Sriracha, Paul? And that song I couldn't think of last week that was kind of a, kind of yakety sax kind of thing, was called The Honking Goose. It wasn't. No, The Rocking already. Goose Rocking by Johnny Goose. and the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Now, we it's have had good. that on the show before. I like it. I like it's that as great. well. Very fun. Yeah. Number. Upbeat number. I've got a whole double LP of Johnny and the Hurricanes. They did. They specialised in rock and roll instrumentals. Is that it? Now no. For the source you've, report? No, you keep doing this. You keep cutting me off before the source report is finished. All right. Well, I'm just prolonging. I'm edging the, the source report. <laughs> I'm edging it. Just eking it out. <laughs> I'm just about to finish. About to finish with the source report, Listen. and then I'm like, oh, 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 I'll finish my source report. I'll finish my source report. <laughs> right on your gob. Oh, source report in my tongue. <laughs> right. So, and they have a smoke flavour sriracha, which I want to try, and a yellow chili flavour sriracha, which I want to try. That's what I'm saying. You mean a smoked sriracha, not a smoke flavoured sriracha? Because what the smoke tastes like? Fire. Yes. Pompadour? No. Pompadour. Don't, it's just so deeply unfunny. Is what? that your new character? Yeah, the toilet peeper. He's, he says he Pompadour. Le- Why does he say Pompadour? Because at the time, he's doffing his hat at the same time. You're sitting there on the toilet, and as you're gurning out your brown mass, he pops his little head out with his little moniker on his hat, and he goes, Pompadour? <laughs> does he have my poo on his hat? No. But what Why? happens is, well, he doesn't ask you to well, flush. Well, I've just done a shit. Yeah. Where's the shit? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're good Well, I've got the squits. Is you all, like, peppered with it? Like, chocolate shotgun? Like, no, he, he... What does he look like? What's his body? A worm? He looks like, it's like a he, worm. He, he, he kind of looks like a kind of 
like a cherub. Does he look a bit like Jiminy Cricket? No, he looks like a kind of cherub. Like an oily cherub? Yeah, except sort of angel wings. He's got kind of like uh, Membr- bat wings. Membranous. Membranous kind of flesh. Membranous back wings. And he wears a top hat and he has a monica, monocle. And he shouts Pompadour. And she happened to poo on the toilet. I hate this character. <laughs> it was funny to me at the beginning. Extra garlic, Paul. Yeah. Yellow chilli, mushroom, double hot... Smoky one is his absolute favourite. Look, I've got a photo of it here. Oh, I'm not interested in this. Look what Ladies it says. Gentlemen, that's Look, the end what of the it says. Look what it says there. Flying Goose brand. No, but the flavour bit underneath. Shiracha hot chilli smoke flavour. Smoke flavour. Chilli smoke flavour. S- yeah, there so you go. Smoke chilli. So you, what you said, it would be ridiculous. You can't just have smoke flavour. It must be smoked uh, shiracha. What does that say? What does that say on the source that with picture of which I'm showing you, Paul? Pompadour. It does not say Pompadour. 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 Go back in the loo. <laughs> That's you drinking a coffee. That's not. Are you doing your? Stop blowing bubbles. Stop playing with your food. It's all supports over. Now we can carry on with the rest of this podcast. Bye. <laughs> <not going> anywhere. <laughs> Welcome back from the sound effect, Paul. What do we got now? Well, we are going to do a cheap eats this week, and I've been out and about in the shops and picked up a few things that I think, Paul. Yes. Just before we do that. Oh, Pompadour. Have you seen it down there? Uh, what, behind those boxes? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen, um, what's that? Well, I don't know, because we, we've had those boxes there for five years, and no, I moved them the other day. but what's this hatch thing here? I don't know. We found that last week when I moved those boxes finally, and I just presumed it was just part of the old the old podcast. But that's underneath. That goes underneath. The, I didn't think there was something underneath the podcast. I thought it was just solid ground. Well, maybe it's just a fake door. Maybe it's not meant to go anywhere. No, anyway. because I've also... What? I did have a little look. Right. And there's this map. What there's a, a key on a string. Yeah. On, on the underside of the hatch. Right. And there was a, a, this map. So you've opened the hatch and already. It, I have had a little look. It's um, The map is very basic and it just has an arrow pointing down yeah. and one pointing along. Right. And then it's just some a picture of a house. Right. Um, with the letters S and an ampersand C. Okay. What's that all about? Uh, what is beneath our podcast? There's nothing for? beneath the podcast. We exist. There fucking is. I've had a look. Come. Are you ready? Oh, pardon. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you want to come down your hatch? <laughs> I'll come it. Go on, then. Open your big, hairy hatch, and I will come in Paul, your hatch. I'm just warning you. I'm yeah. about to go off on a fucking nonsense word rampage. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Oh, you know. Yeah. I'll beat you to it. No, you haven't. Bibble bobble. No, bibble, <laughs> bibble bobble is not a nonsense word. It is. I want better. Fakakos. <laughs> How about that? Right. Yeah. Are we going to go down and All have right. a look? All right. Well, you can go Come first because I'm not. Cheap eats bollocks. So you want to do? You want to go down the hatch instead of do a cheap eats? Well, we, we... right. No. Okay. You go down we first because I'm not. Should we have a little look. I don't want to go down there ahead of you. You're keen to do this, look, not me. I'm going to follow You're going this map. First. It's got the key. Let me finish my drinky boo. Oh, fuck's sake. Right, lead on, ducky. We're going to go down. Okay. You, I'll open the door. Here we go. You see? There's a ladder going down there. But there should be nothing there. No, but there Theoretically, is. there should be the void underneath this door. There and isn't. instead, there is a... A ladder going down. A ladder going down, a, like a stone, a stone well. It looks like a stone well. All right. Okay. You go first. Well, at the bottom, we just go that way. 
So all right, we well know then, which way to go. All right, well, you go down. And it's, it's only a few metres to this S, S and C Eli. thing. Don't need to labour it. <laughs> they they kind of know where this is going. Do they? When you go over and over Does and over. Does anyone know it. where? I don't know where it's going. Well, if they don't, then that's fair enough. But Let's get out just to pod. go over and over the are fact we, that you found we, the map that goes down Where are we physically? Like to a special <laughs> goal. It's S and C. Oh, what does that mean? They don't know. I bet they don't be, know. You want to be Captain Subtle? Let's just do it three or four times in a row to prove the point. I'm giving you coverage to work with in the edit, Paul. I'll cover you in my ridge. In my googie googie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just go on. Down. No, I'm going to whip out. Flop out my Gugumeister and it's gonna it's gonna slap your glue boo. Boogie googie Googie Fern and Gurgan <laughs> God he's looking he looks sad, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go down this imaginary well. Fat daddy happy splash. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a new character. Right, are you coming down? Let's go just on, go. Then. You go first. <sighs> Go on, keep going. It's cold, it's clammy. It's getting colder the further down we go. Are you meant to get hot? Closer to the Earth's well, core. This, where is this? Where is this? Weird. Okay. Well, I can't map, see. Have you got a map, torch? Put your light on your okay. torch. All right. Excellent. Now we can see. Right. Good. This way. What, that way on the map? The only way, because there's a tunnel. Is it a tunnel? I don't know. We haven't mapped it out. We're going we? for, it's a little tunnel ahead of us, isn't it? The, say, the size of a, I don't know corridor made of stone let walk down here okay, come on walking down clippy oh, look, look at this door i can't see shine a light up there what's that say it says the le 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 snips leg snips the leg leg of allergy of snaps the leg you the merge of babs snacks and cock the larger pops and cocks the leisure bops and dops the lurbid and double double Boobble, 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 the lieber boobble, doobble. It's the League of Snacks and Crisp Ball. What does that... Let me rub it. Let me rub it. Uh, <laughs> and then rub, I rub, rub the enamel. I rub the rub the sign. Rub this brass plate. Hang on. Get some brass out. Oh, my God, it does. It says, you're it's right, the League, the league it's, of it's Snacks and Crisp. It's the goddamn League. Why are we crisp. here? I didn't know there was a... Why is the league down here? Perhaps, forsooth, the key you hold, it doth open said door. Let's try. Oh. Oh, what? Who's this man? Who's this man coming along? Oh, there's a little man now. We didn't talk about this. (laughs) Oh, I'm the scribe of the League of Snacks and Crisps. Right. What brings you to the inner sanctum of the league, fair traveller? Well, we make a podcast. Travellers. We make a podcast. Travellers. Yeah, I know. Well well caught. You make a podcast, do you? Yeah, we make a podcast in the pod void, and we found the hatch that leads to this fucking bullshit (laughs) concept. (laughs) And we followed it down here. And what's interesting uh, is that we have been on our podcast tasting snacks and crisps for our own amusement and rating it for the wider public to learn from. For the league? For the league. Now you've entered the inner sanctum and down here in the inner sanctum of the league we have the full records, the library of the league's findings. Right, anyway, you've laboured that. Let's move on. We've got a letter, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and a package. Oh, the letter! I am the scribe! No, I the am scribe. not interested in this character going forward. The scribe of the League must read the letter. No, you're not reading the fucking letter. Give me an ear. 
Dear poor no, Adela. I can't have you read that letter in that voice for the next 15, <laughs> perhaps 20 minutes. It can't, I'm not having it. Give it here. I'll go back to my watch and write about crisps and snacks. Eli, this character is unnecessary for the concept we dreamt uh, up. Which oh, was oh it's find. unnecessary, my character, is it? Yes. It's unnecessary, is it, Paul? Yes, it is an unnecessary addition Listen, to the concept you know of what? a temple of leagues of snacks and crisps that we find... And then we've discovered it's some Lord kind of Mas- canon now. Masonic kind of group. Thank you, Mr. Scribe. I'll no. just leave you boys to it. You will make yourself at home. There is absolutely no comedic nutritional value to this character. I'll go and I'll go and write about crisps in a big book. Oh, oh. You see it's, what I mean? It's do you know what it hard, is? It? You know what this book is, is lads? It, uh, yes. The Tome Oda Crisp. Tomoda Chris. When are you going to get I'm it going, that this character does not work? I'm going back into the sanctum. It actually sanctum. makes this more protracted. The inner a, a, sanctum of the sanctum. Go bye. on, bye. bye. Eli, come back. Bye. Right. So there I'm he goes, Paul. What an amazing, amazing place. Who knew that the inner sanctum of the League of Snacks and Chris was here? So, what I'm going to do, Eli, is I'm going to force you down to the ground, pull out your penis, <laughs> oh, grip uh, it in my hand, squeeze it so the meat is open slightly, and then I'm going to pour half the bottle of that House of Pickles down your meter sole, and then I'm going to put my thumb on the top and shake it like a champagne a bottle, and then let you go off in a hot geyser of painful piss steam until you thrash around in agony. Ladies and gentlemen, we've received a letter, and it's concerning the League of Snacks and Crisps. Yes, yeah, so all this eight... Nine minute protracted <laughs> fucking beginning was to say that we got a box in the PO box and it was from uh, someone called Ben and Ben we got has a box done, in the PO box. Yeah, we did, got a box in the PO box. Okay. Yes, we did. So it was we got a letter and we got a box and it was full of Chris and I was like, holy shit! Here's the letter, dear Paul and Eli. Hello, I hope, hello. I hope you're both well. I'm a big fan of Cheap Show. Wanted to send you something in as a way of saying thank you for entertaining us every week. Your recent decision to update the League of Snacks and Crisps with a new accuracy rating was an excellent one. However, here, it, here. Has, it has meant that the previous entrants to the League are now lacking this crucial information. I thought I'd help remedy that by furnishing you with a box containing all the previous entrants. <laughs> so that you might be able to provide us with this valuable data. Unfortunately, while putting this package together, I realised I was unable to find Brannigan's crisps anywhere. I messaged KP Snacks on Twitter, asking where I might find them, and they replied, cut to a little post-cutout image of the Twitter response from KP Chris, saying, Hi Ben, I'm afraid this range has been discontinued. Apologies for any disappointment. That is a huge piece of news. That's they were the scoop. biggest... Biggest cult crisp out there. And now... And I bought some just last year. Yeah, because we, we had tasted them on the them. show. Yeah. We tasted um, some... Bacon ones? No, or? the roast beef and mustard. Oh, nom, So nom, they nom. say the range is discontinued, not just that flavour. The range has been discontinued. Unbelievable. They snuck that out, didn't they? Yeah, KP. Tw- 2020. Those are the best crisp they ever did. Putting out bad that news. That ham and pickle was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. And the roast yeah, beef yeah, and mustard yeah. had a real bite. And they, yeah. and they had that unique uh, texture, those crisps, don't they? That rough hewn yeah. uh, with the skin on sort of texture. Texture. Makes Thicker. it all rough and all, yeah, all tasty. crunchy, very mm. crunchy, Texturous. crunchy and, and and hot crisps. They yeah, were. it's nice, satisfying. Well, snack. they're gone forever. Gone. And I bet if you go on eBay now, the the price is fucking going through the roof of unopened yeah. packets. Yeah, I've got legitimate unopened, sealed in box, new old stock Brannigan's crisps. Terrible. Shame on you, KP. KP, That's we're calling you out. Almost as bad as Walker's dropping the cheese moments and and lying about it. KP. 
basically cunt persons. That's what it stands for. Cunt persons. KP snacks. Cunt person yes, snacks. Okay. Um, edgy. I've also taken the liberty to include some snacks and crisps that I think may qualify for the league, although obviously such important decisions remain up to you as guardians of the league. Well, thank you for the deference to our standing. Thank you very much. So the five he's put in here that we haven't tried are wheat crunchies, skips, salt and shake, squares and frazzles. They're the ones we're going to start with. Okay. We and have then, to give them full marks. And then he does go, I realise that a box of 22 different snacks and crisps is a lot to get through. You might not want to dedicate a show just to this. Well, we are. <laughs> uh, however, whether you decide to feature them on the show or not, I won't be offended. Just hope you enjoy them. So, here's the thing. We've got the league standings there. He has gone through every episode and put in, bar the accuracy measurement, right? He's done a recap of everything. Yes, now that is good. Because this is, this is some important data that you hold in your hand there. Now, I'm Thank just going to go very, that, very briefly through this list. So hold tight. Here we go. Here are the snacks we've covered so far. So, Tater Crisps, Cheese and Onion, Monster Munch, Roast Beef, Monster Munch, Pickled Onion, Space Raiders, Pickled Onion, Space Raiders, Beef, Quavers, Cheese, What do you mean Pickled sticks. Onion? You do, just let me do this. No, Paul. Space Raiders, Pickled Onion, Space Raiders, Beef, Quavers, Cheese, Chipsticks, Salt and Vinegar, Smith's, Scampi Fries, What's it's really cheesy, dry roasted peanuts by KP Snacks, Doritos Tangy Cheese, McCoy's Salt and Vinegar Crisps, Doritos Chili Heatwave, Doritos Cool Original, Brannigan's Roast Beast and Mustard, McCoy's Flame Grilled Steak, Smith's Bacon Fries, Brannigan's Smoke Ham and Pickle. That's what we've done on the show to date. We need now, so now in the sanctum, Paul, in a clear-headed and scientifically-minded approach. Yeah. With our rational hats on. With our we rational need, hats on. We need to give accuracy scores for all of those crisps. We do. But, mate, what we should do is start with... Let's get going. look, we got... We when got I, when I got these bag out the bag before, you thought it was a joke, didn't you? When I just put out bag after bag after We've bag got a lot of crisps. crisps. A lot of crisps. And don't worry, none of these crisps will go to waste. After this episode, Eli and I, between us, will divvy out what's left over share them and eat them all tonight when we get stoned because <laughs> that's how <laughs> things work so we're going to start with the five that we're going to introduce brand new to the league all right okay we want to but then we have to do five. full we have to do full and we're going to race through those like mad bastards all right okay. it's going to be a top challenge now do you have a pen i do but i'd have to perhaps the scribe has got one oh. i'll go and ask the scribe paul go ask the scribe he's probably next door isn't he okay Thank you very much. Of course we'll report back. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Lovely chat, that scribe. He's he's, he's entertaining as well. It's just a shame that he's got such a horrible, I don't know, spine-scraping voice that puts me off his appearance. He was in there with that little little toilet toilet peeper. Toilet elf thing. Toilet peeper. He's a cherub baby. They're just sitting there. The elf is on the table. Yeah. The scribe is writing about crisps. And what was he doing? There was a clock, and the clock was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's Lewis Carroll Silverman. <laughs> right, it's very—it's a magical place, the Sanctum. I have a pen, so we're going to start with entry into the hollowed temple we're, of the these league. These are the new ones we're doing first. We're entering these in into new. the league of snacks and crisps, and these Mate, will be Paul, entered in it, this fully. I'm sorry to criticise your technique. Wouldn't it make more sense to take a little bit more time with these new ones? And then we only have to do accuracies for those other 20 or so crisps there. Yeah, I know. That is what we are doing. We just need some time to get an accurate score for these I that we haven't what, done. Let's just do these five right now. 
end the segment. Job done. Get out this fucking temple. Carry on with the show. Okay. All right? Yeah. Think of it as something more better than it is, which is <laughs> us eating crisps non-stop. All right? Okay. So what do you want to start with? Um, salt and shake. Salt and shake. And we, we haven't done. We haven't done salt and shake. So back in the day... I did a little bit of research. Crisps used to be just completely plain in the bag. And then they added the little blue packet into crisps at some point years ago. And you could flavor them yourselves. Which is why when you buy crisps called ready salted, it is because when they began to salt the crisps themselves they're in the packet. All, they're already they salted. They are already salted. Which is why they're called ready salted. No one had the idea of just putting the salt on in the factory. No. Yeah, yourself in a little sachet or something. Or maybe you bought them open and you shook up the flavor into it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's so a thought. So these are in a sort of retro crisp that started around it's weirdly yeah it's, it's a always, relic of how crisps used to be basically. it's like it's like the rolling tobacco of crisps in that you know there's a lot of effort into rolling cigarettes and you don't need to because you just buy cigarettes right but yeah. you like rolling cigarettes so people keep buying it yes so it's like that with Chris you don't it need definitely, to it definitely it. is and it's strange that it's sort of a retro thing what I've got a question. Do you yeah. think they ever did special editions of salt and shake which had different flavours in I'm, the blue pack? I'm, I, the back of my head wants to suggest yes. I know, but I don't think it's true. I'm have a little look. That would be amazing if they had. Uh, it what? does say that, yeah, there's, there's only ever been... There's only it's ever blue, been the blue, blue salt, yeah. yeah. Now, they're missing a trick there, aren't they? they maybe, in this yeah. world of... Paul, in this world of flavour possibilities, what these people can do with different flavours of different yeah. things. Imagine that. Limited edition salt and shake, like... You can show, shake roast chicken on. Or something. Or you can shake... Uh, cheese and onion on weird wouldn't that to be your good? own delectation wouldn't that be good yeah or you could mix it up you could get mix cocktails where you put a bit of chicken in and a bit of onion or a bit yeah. of beef and a bit exactly. of tomato and shake your own crisp yeah. flavor josh and shake shake josh and shake yeah splosh and josh yeah why it's is it we don't we're not coming into this crisp stuff you, you josh off into no. i fuck crisp <laughs> i fuck a hole in crisp I put hair into a crisp packet and fuck it. No. I put a, a half a pound of suet into a crisp packet. No. And then I run up. I run up a ramp. I run all, all the way up a ramp, pool like that, with my dick out. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I was going to suggest. That I don't know where that escalated to. Paul. I was merely going to suggest each packet of crisps comes with a little sachet full of my semen. <laughs> and that's each flavour because I eat a lot of pineapples one day and I gush out a load of pineapple spoff. Okay. And then the next Melon. day I'll eat a lot of, I don't know, aspi spumanti and I make it no, all frothy you... and it comes out all a- foamy. Like hand sanitizer from a squirty bottle. The other thing, the other, I may be apocryphal, but there's a story I heard about Salt and Shake is that someone wrote to complain that he didn't get a little blue packet and then he got sent a, a big box of blue, blue packets. packets. It's apocryphal indeed, but I like that story. So just again to anyone who, because uh, I think they're only in the UK, these crisps, aren't they? Uh, possibly. But idea is you get a bag of absolutely plain crisps and you get a little blue sachet of salt and you shake in it the, in. In the crisps. In, and then you open the salt, pour it in, shake it about, flavoured crisps. Now, what are your memories about these? Uh, I remember these only ever being bought in our family in like six packs yeah. from Iceland or Quick, still get them in, quick in, Save in, yeah. or whatever it was. You don't see these on the shelf very often these days. Not at on all. their own. No. no. They no, are we've got still one. a multi-bag thing. Is this, can you, how can I tell if this is a multi-pack one? Well, it might say do not, not to be sold separately. No, it somewhere. doesn't. I think it's there a, you go. Maybe. If. I love these, I have to say. Now, I'm going to do... A, are we ready for the, for the tasting? Yeah, well, you're going to have to do a hoff. It's 
really nice. It's a really familiar potatoey, yes, yeah, extremely I know what you mean. potatoey, just like a really basic crisp huff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. It's kind of really comforting smell. Yes, it's strange. It's how that comforting smell of the, it's the uh, the vegetable oil and the, the and the potato. The vegetable oil and the potato yeah. is all it is. So, have you found the little blue packet yet? Yeah, yeah, he must be in easy. there somewhere. So. What I tend to do when I eat these is I'll yeah. have one without any salt. Yeah, just yeah, to, I do that. That's easy. Yeah. So it adds a sort of level of uh, play. Into yeah, it, it does. It? It's like, oh, I'm going to have one just for ginual, just plain. I'm going to have one. I want a plate. Now, there's not much there, obviously, but then. Still quite tasty, though, aren't they? They're not unpleasant, but there's. They're very plain. Nothing going on outside of this is baked potato. Now, I'm going to put the salt into the salt and shake packet, Paul. Now, shake it up. And I'm going to. Shake it up! Squeeze the neck of the packet. Shake it off, shake, shake it off, shake the packet, shake it off, shake, shake it off, shake the packet, shake it off, shake, shake the packet, shake it up and shake it off. I've done it, shake. I have done that now. Oh, you put the blue little bag full of salt in the crisp, and then you shake it up, and then you put the little bag full of salt, and then you shake it, shake it. No, then you so get a bunch of suet and you put it in the crisps and you put some head around it and you do a little slip. Then you run up a ramp with your dog hanging out <laughs> and you plunge it. You plunge it. You plunge it in the pack. Plunge it up. Plunge it up. Plunge it in the suet. Up the crisp. Oh, I've got suet in my meters. Suet in my meters. Suet. Suet. <laughs> right, have you, no. you shook it up? I'm about to have a shook crisp. Have Ooh. one. Have a little. Oh. Mmm. Uh. <laughs> Don't fill yourself up. I know the, the temptation is to eat the whole of that. And I did. I did. Big gobble. They are lovely. They really are. Now, They're a very, very simple, very, very basic snack. But there's something about the process of eating it which is rewarding. Just, but that's just what a potato ch- crisp, chip, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Should be. That's what right. it is, essentially. It's salty. It's a salty Brass crunch. tax time. Okay. Uh, Flavour, seven. I'll go at eight. 7.5. Okay. the difference. 7.5. I think it's better than that. 7.5. Does that work? Right, yeah. Okay. Texture. Nine. Yeah, it's crisp. Great. Very lovely texture. I can't, it's a bit simple, but it's plain. But that's what, I mean. that's what I mean. It's simple. It, it's that basicness that Value. makes it good. I don't know how much that costs on I'll its own, but it, it can't be that 5. much, right? Well, just toss it on. <laughs> 7.5 well, it's not if you think about it in terms of ecology or the environment it's not as good is it no because you true. have to extra packaging so maybe we, we the 7 7 and then nostalgia this is going to have to rank high because it's, Nine it's point, trades on it it's 9.4 should we go that high and we're not going to do point fours and 7 we're either point five okay. or a round number alright I think 9.5 for nostalgia it's for me personally Paul it's a hugely nostalgic well, I'm only going to agree with you but only because the, it's a whole brand that's built on remember the old days yeah it literally is a nostalgic it's working yeah. with nostalgia yeah. so it has to get a 9.5 so, so 9.5 add 7 equals what Mr Silverman is uh, 15.5 add 9 um, sorry 16.5 add 9 uh, 25.5 add 7.5 33. So we've got 33. Now, accuracy of flavour. How do you even rank that? Uh, no. Do, what, do they, what do they claim to taste of? Nothing. Nothing. We can't give them a... We can't give them an accuracy because we're run up against a problem with the we've league. We've come up with a fucking problem <laughs> here. <laughs> the whole basis of this segment was putting it down. It's like crisp flavour. Yeah. They taste exactly like crisps with salt. So they do... They've got high. The accuracy it, it's either eight. 10 or zero. That's <laughs> no. the problem. 
No, we got a compromise for the light one. All right, so give it an average score so it doesn't push it. You know, let's do eight. Uh, eight, okay. No, let's do seven actually. Yeah, seven I think seven is yeah. So seven out of thirty-three is forty. Yes. Congratulations, Walkers! You've reached a quite decent forty. It's good. I think they're lovely. I have to say. Next, I'm I would gonna... eat, I would buy those and eat them and right. consume them. Right. What's next? I'm going to go with these ones next. Walkers, or they used to be Smiths Square Crisps, and they are a flavoured potato snack. How are they made? Snacks with angles is where it's at. They're all mushed up a load of potato. Yeah. And then they're squeezed into... Square shapes. And then... But I like the texture of these. I'm going to have a sniff. Oh, it's salt and vinegar, and it's a proper good tangy salt. It's got a proper tang on. Sniff that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know they're famous for having a very sharp vinegar. Very sharp vinegar. Because they did other flavours. They did sort of uh, cheese and onion, don't yeah, they? Yeah. And spring onion and, ones. No, I'm ready salted, and that's my favourite because that's kind of like cracked to me. That one for some reason. But the, I think my favourite, the salt and vinegar. We are only going to cover the salt and vinegar, so in it, they'll have particular. to stand in for yeah. uh, all of square flavoured crisps. And the they are thing, square crisps, by the way. If you're not, if you don't know by now, and it's processed potatoes. Yes. And, uh, is it fried or baked? It does not say. No. So I just. I I think if they're baked, like with Watsits these days, they say they're baked because they yeah. try to push that. So yeah. I don't. I think they're probably still fried. Right. Um, they have a unique texture, don't they? Yeah, I like it. They're very crunchy and sharp and jagged. Can we just say as well, Smiths was the original brand, which Walkers took over, didn't they? Yeah. Because Cause the salt walkers. and shake were Smiths. Yeah. And even till recent years, not on this, because they've totally done away with their Smiths. Yeah. But. In recent years, they'd have Smiths as well as the Walkers thing. They'd, you know, what I mean, they'd have the packet to... originally Smiths. That's a weird it's thing bizarre, to put on, isn't it? And I mean, we're onto the triumvirate of snacks that still has Smiths written on it. Yeah. Even though they're living a lie. Is it made by KP? These? I don't know. It says made by Smiths. Although are they owned by KP? I don't know. It's a strange it's, and myriad world of crisp it's like, ownership. It's like the Chinatown of snacks. It is now. So go on, test, test. The half is uh, is a seriously it's impressive a good, beast on these squares. I like Smith Square Crisp a lot. They've and got a nice crunch. Extremely crunchy, mm. aren't they? And that's all you can all you can ask for, really. And even the salt and vinegar's kind of sweet, slightly sweet. You know what I mean? Tart. <laughs> but it's got a vinegary tang, but it's also like there is a sweetness. But it's not. The vinegar has a sweetness. Yeah. You're right at the end. Yes. Mm. Oh yeah, it's not too sharp. It's sort of it's smooth almost. The the there's a little stab at the beginning and then it kind of mellows it's out. It's great. Those are great, aren't they? Right. So, Excellent. Flavor and that's a high one for me. That's eight point five. I okay. reckon. Easy eight point five. Uh, texture. Eight point five has to be eight point five as Again, well. Again, I'll, I'll go with that then. Value. Now these are actually quite cheap. You get them in snack deals and meal deals and a grab bag. Right, let's too give much that. Expensive. A, let's give that an eight. So yeah, I'm going to give sure. that an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess it's good. Nostalgia. They were around always, but they never seemed to have uh, much of an identity of their own. Do you know what I mean? They kind of are a lingering snack. They sort of hang around with the other stuff. Do you know what I mean? You, you sometimes wonder if they should have been relegated to the crisps of the yesteryear, like discos or bits of pizza or whatever they were called. It's like it feels they're like in it's... that league. They're in that second tier league. Not to get to into tiers because with this is yeah we're we not don't tiers. do that. We don't fucking do that. <laughs> this is the league, but they are. The human league. They're a, they're a second. Tears for fears. They're not anyone's sort of big fate. Oh, they must be some people's, but they're not like. Jesus wept. They're not. Um, That's the uh, temple duck <laughs> <laughs> that you heard just then. They're not like. They're not well fondly remembered like yes. snacks or monster munch or whatever. They're not ones that come to people's minds, no. but, but they, they were around that But whole they are time. an 80s snack in my head. I think we should go for a seven for nostalgia. Fine. Accuracy, salt and vinegar. This is always interesting when we do this because they're generic kind of. 
Salt and vinegar between different types of crisps aren't going to waver that much, but they are dependent on the form of the snack, whether yeah, it's well, baked the texture, or grilled. Yeah, the texture or... determines how that flavour is delivered. But I would say accuracy is quite high then. Yes, I would say is. like 8.5. They're 5. very vinegary, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Right, We're in agreement. So let's go through this. 8.5 and 8.5 is uh, 17. 17 plus 8 is 23, uh, 25. Plus 7. God, I can't believe you're making me do this. 32. Plus 8.5. 40. 40.5. 40.5. very respectable score. It just score. sneaks ahead of this Walker's Salt and Shake. Well, there. you know, they are... They're very tasty, aren't they? Yeah. Now, moving on, Paul. Moving on, Mr. Silverman. Another crisp with a long... Longer than you would have thought history. Mm. Um, when do you think Wheat Crunch... We're on to Wheat Crunchies, by the way. That, to me, seems like a 90s Listeners. snack. That seems to have popped up in the 90s. No. 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 When? Uh, 60s. Suck or my 50s. fat chod. Or 50s. Get it out. Get your phone out. When were Wheat Crunchies invented? Uh, first hit the shelves in 87. 87. Okay. Mm. Tube-shaped potato tubes. They're originally in cheddar and onion, spicy tomato, and crispy bacon flavour. Oh, do you flavor. remember the spicy tomato ones? I do not. They were bloody excellent. Do you know what, Paul? And I've noticed this is happening with a lot of these heritage brands. Yes. That they only bring them back or they only continue in the most popular flavours and they don't have the yeah. range yeah. whereas other things are like like Pringles whatever are going Bang mad with the range yeah. they're with these heritage sort of nostalgic brands they just pick back, bring back the ones you remember yeah it's, it's like, like you're not going to get most of the original Monster Munch but you are going to get pickled onion and Vogue's beef yeah there were other Monster Munch there was flavors. like tomato wasn't there or something yeah, yeah. So, wheat crunchies. But what does it say on the front what they're made of? Wheat, potatoes, something like Flavour wheaty tubes. Nice. Y- yeah, it's a tube. You could fill that with hair and lard and then uh, yeah. run up a ramp. Yeah. Splodge. The splodge cannon, Paul. The, I'm going to plunge my splodge cannon into right, your... I'm going to take a break while he does this. Your suet hole. <laughs> suet. No, you know what? Suet made you laugh last time. You reached for it again and it was out of your grasp. Nah, Come work. on, 34 right. minutes. Okay, okay. So we're going to taste these wheat crunchies. Wheat these crunchies. Are the most popular flavour, easily, the crispy bacon flavour. Yeah, and it works very well with the texture of this as well. They're extremely crunchy. They're so, not lying. Open them up and give them a huff. That's a good huff. It's a good. Oh, by anyone's definition, that's a, that's a mighty, mighty that's, huff. Do you know what that huff reminds me of? Going into a kitchen when someone's making a big roast dinner and you walk in with a nice beefy huff when you walk yeah. into the space. Like, oh! Oh, I'm hungry for chicken now. And they also they look like little sea cucumbers. That's what they look like. Sea cucumbers? Yes. Oh, yes, they, they do. do don't yeah, they, they do. Uh, let's have a. I'm gonna, we're, go, eat, we're both eating one. Oh. Mmm. Very nice. Extremely crunchy. One thing I would say I feel that the flavour could be, could be amped up a couple of notches. Here's you know the what thing. I mean? Here's the thing I was going to say. It feels like it's coated in that flavouring, right? But the flavouring's uneven. Yes. So one bite can be light on flavour, and then the next one you get a clump this of is that a problem. bacon. This is a problem, isn't it? Do you see what I'm getting yeah. at? So it feels like there is flavour there, but it's uneven across the bite. Yeah, I just think generally mm. not enough of the flavour powder. So let's. We're, having said that, Paul. Having said that. Let's go to, go to the scores for right. wheat crunchies here. Flavour. I say uh, 7.5. I was just going to say 7 on the seven. nose. Yeah, let's say 7. The flavour is not the sure thing. Mostly because your is, I feel like... And all the point fives is testing your math skills. No, it's not. But texture. I love the texture of these. It's a, it's a real. It's like a monster munch. It's a good, satisfying bite. A very good texture. But I would go I, nine. I would say nine. Yeah. Yeah. Value. They're quite cheap these days. 
Heritage snacks tend to be. More for your money. Heritage snacks. <laughs> I, I love the way we've that I like works, that. We've added that to the lexicon <laughs> of the league. Right. Heritage snacks. Okay, yes, you're right. So, we'll give it an average score, not, you know. Eight? eight? Okay, fine. Yeah, they are good value, aren't they? You can get those. Nostalgia. Interesting. They Again, are nostalgic. similar to the square crisps in that they're sort of a, a uh, also ran. An also know? ran snack. Yeah, yeah, in the nostalgia states. That so are also nostalgia. I think if we model what we gave square crisps. Well, that would be uh, seven. I think. I think so. Yeah. Again, they're, you know, they do have some nostalgia, but they're nothing like the powerhouses of Monster Munch or, you no. know, or discos even. So accuracy. So what's it? Bacon? Bacon. Nah. No. It, nah. It's bacon's one of those weird things like where it's like banana to me. Where when you, I don't like banana flavored snacks, but I know what they're getting at, but it's not quite right. Yeah. Whereas that's the same as like I know that says bacon, but if you hadn't put bacon on the pack and made the packet purple, I could have said beef. Yeah, or you could say yeah, ham. You could say almost anything, or just sort of savory. Yes, they're not very accurate. They've got a unique flavor, which is the flavor of of crispy bacon wheat crunchies, but it's not the flavor of actual. I got a bit stuck in my throat. <laughs> I got, oh God, I got yeah. we good. He's trying to kill me. <coughs> well, that's what they're going for. Is they're going uh, for the, they're going for the crunch. The crisp is the crisp of the of the of the wheat tube itself, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what do you want to say for accuracy? I think low. I think we go for seven. It doesn't taste like bacon. I was going to say six point five. Yeah, good, good. We're in agreement. Right. Accuracy. Math time. Seven and seven. Fourteen. Add nine. Twenty-three. Add eight. 31. At 6.5. 37.5. 37.5 for that. Okay. Two more snacks on the go. Which one of frazzles and skips are left? Which one to do? Well, should we stick with the bacon as a direct You comparison? know what? That's a very solid idea. Okay. I like it. Now, frazzles are Smiths. It says it says Smiths on this. Smiths still around. I don't understand. I'm confused. Yeah, very confused. We should do a... Re- well, we could look it up now, but it's also 38 minutes in and yeah. I can't Are we already 38? <laughs> okay, come on. We, we can do this, Paul. We can do this. Now... Frazzles, any opening thoughts on Frazzles? Fra- I think we've had this discussion before. I think on Barshans as well, we talked about how either they don't taste as they used to and they're too sweet now, or maybe they've always tasted like that and we just remember differently. But we kind of feel like we're disappointed with modern Frazzles. We are. They're insipid. Now, have a half. It's funny because it's exactly the same flavour yeah. as the wheat crunchies, but it's a totally different half, isn't it? It's, this is a bit more kind of, um, I don't know. It's like watery. I can't. It's not the best word to describe it, but it's got a kind of. As to me, it's got a more of a smoke, a sort of maybe that flavour than yeah. the wheat crunchies. I'm comparing the huffs directly here, Paul. He's going huff to huff. One bag. That's the wheat crunchies. The hu- the wheat crunchies much more generic, savoury sort of like could be even yeah. marmitey almost. Yeah. Um, but they're that's more Sweet. of a smoky. Sm- the frazzles have got more of a smoky. Yeah. And it's interesting, Paul. These are both crispy bacon yeah. flavour. But one is a corn snack and one is a wheat snack. And I, I, I like, I think I prefer the texture to frazzles. But let's try the taste. There just is no bacon to it. It's all, the, it's all aroma. The whole baconness. It kind of feels salty. like it's all up front, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. The first smell, and then after that, it's like, oh. Uh, it totally is all up front, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it kind of leaves with a very sweet aftertaste. But that sweetness just comes from the, the corn. corn. Yeah. Yeah. Because that melting corn sensation is the sweet part. Well, that's what happens with l- larger, large starch. It's like if you eat... Uh, Have they lost their colour as well? Because yeah. on the packet, not it looked like anymore. they're more yeah. striped. And no, these they look, used uh, to be more coloured and... and... These are just kind of, I don't know, orangey? Slightly, but they used to be like distinct streaks. And, the, yeah. and then the bacon would be like an intense sort of chemically almost. Do you know what I love? Those ones, those bacon snacks you can get from like most shops around here, funnily enough. Where they're huge big bacon snacks, but they're like square crisp, but like uh, with a quaver's texture. And they're bacon. Oh yeah, those. I've never tried oh, those. Oh mate, 
they are evil. That you, you put them on your tongue and they kind of crackle and stick to your tongue and then melt away. Yeah, and yeah. It's a we very should, similar flavour to um, to a frazzle, but kind of sweeter but longer lasting. Do you we need like, to find them. Do you prefer the flavour of those? Those frazzles are underpowered compared to the fra- frazzles of old, Paul. They are. I think they are, they are. I just don't know what I prefer in terms of flavour. Those or the wee crunchies. It's a, it's a tough one. Let's, let's just go, let's through just go it. in. Let's go in. Flavour. Oh well, there you go. First one. I'm gonna say six point five. You don't like? No, they're not. It's not good. There's nothing. Five. Let's say six. Six. Yeah. Texture. I like the texture frazzles. Yeah, eight. I always have. Should we say eight? I like that melty feeling you get. They're good. It's a good, nice. Eight is fine for me. Okay. Good, nice corn, crisp corn texture. Value. It's airy. They're light, aren't they? They're light. Value. I think they're still quite cheap. Meal deals and such like that. Definitely are. I think we should give them a high because you can look. You get thirty nine p, or you can get any packs for three. Oh, that gets a nine then. That's a proper deal. That's a proper deal. If you're partial, you'll buy three. And you also you can get them in deals with other crisps. Like the only type of crisp packet. Chipsticks. Chipsticks you get them with, and also with the with the Cheetos. You know. But the Cheetos that are like knickknacks, proper American Cheetos. Yeah. See, look, you're right. Three for one pound with uh, Sniffs chipsticks. Oh, it's good, that. So we're definitely giving it a better value score than the wheat crunchies. I've put I don't nine think down. Okay. I think that's a good, great deal. Okay. And for nostalgia. Ooh, it's high. It high-ish. is high. But People talk about frazzles and they use frazzles. As shorthand for bacon crisp, don't they? Yes. 8.5. So it yeah. It's the, it's the epitome of a bacon, a British bacon crisp. It's kind of like the gold standard. It is. Even if that but standard also, has dropped. But also they use, people use frazzles in like terrible comedy uh, sketches and yeah. sort of say, oh, he's got a, his, his, his dick was dick. like a frazzle. Or yeah, something. Don't, she had you know what I mean? They like use a it of, as a. She yeah. had a fanny like a bag of frazzles. Yeah, or like she, your nipples are like two frazzles in the sun. Her arsehole was like a big or, bag of frazzles. I've got a huge sack of suet, hairy suet. <laughs> okay, so ladies and gentlemen, today's episode of Cheap Show has been brought to you by the words pompadour <laughs> and, and suet. Thank right, you. Right, so uh, accuracy. That's low again for me, really. It's lower. I don't think. I think they taste less of bacon than the wheat crunchies. It's a six. Yeah. Here we go. And I think if we were doing this 20 years ago when they were proper, might, the, the, the these might be scores storming might it. be di- different. Storming it. You know, yeah. it's, it's the, have we given nostalgia the highest score from all of this? No, we've What's given it 8.5. The, one, the Salt and Shake got 9.5 because it's all nostalgia. Yes. And what did... All what, the time. What have we given... Well, let's go through it. So we got 6 and 8. 14. Add 9. 23. Add 6. 29. Add 8.5. 37.5. So that's it got six. No, th- no, hang on. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Do it again. Six and six. 12. Add eight. 20. Add nine. 29. Add 8.5. 37.5. So the same as the wheat crunchies, funnily enough. Okay. It, had, very- it, it, it caught up on value. Yeah. So last bag skips. Any opening remarks about Skips, Paul? Um, prong cocktail is a strange flavour, and I don't understand it, but it's a hangover from the 70s. It is, because you don't usually... You do get prawn cocktails still, but they must have been quite ubiquitous in uh, in the era that these were invented. Yeah. And a prawn cocktail is basically a bunch of prawns in a sort of, What's it called? A rosemary sauce. It's I don't like, know. It's it's a kind of uh, like angel delight kind of <laughs> yeah, blob uh, of yeah, shit yeah, with yeah. real prawns. Pink. It's a pink f- rosemary, I think it's, it's called. fucking disgusting. It's basically, no, it's just basically uh, ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Oh, with some, God, this with some fucking country. So skips are a snack from the United Kingdom and Ireland. They were first launched in 1974 in prawn cocktail flavour. They have released other flavours over time. Yeah. Um, 
Skips are similar to Chinese prawn crackers, although they are smaller and have a finer texture that makes them fizz and melt on the tongue. Yeah, and that was a big selling point, wasn't it? Yes, because you can get them, they stick to your tongue as they... So I'm going to have a half of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul. Yeah. Fishy. Fishy? I mean, I guess. Are there any real fish in here? Because you can't eat I don't them. think there is. Okay. I don't think there is. Oh, there they are pickled onion, Caribbean spice curry, Rio chili, spare rib, oh, and, so and briefly they had pizza flavour. Quite adventurous. Relish. I think I remember the pizza flavour ones. Give that a huff. Oh, you're right. It does smell like Brighton fish shop. You yeah. know, like a fish and chip shop. Oh, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to have some. You have some. And they're little flower They shapes. are made with tapioca starch. Oh. And, in, and in Ireland with potato starch. That's interesting, isn't it? They're nice. Oh. And they, they do sell it on the taste sensation of the melty thing, don't they? I mean, I love the texture skips, but it's I wish they'd have It's a unique texture, isn't it? It's such an overly sweet flavour. Very sweet. And I honestly don't know if it tastes anything like a prawn cocktail dessert. Sort of. It tastes more of the sauce than the actual prawn. It tastes, it, to me, that tastes more like a slight, a slightly fishier ketchup. Yeah, no, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah? Yeah. Ugh. Someone's dropped an anchovy in my ketchup. I like the flavour of it more. I like the texture of it Someone's more than the flavour. Someone's been flavor. injecting anchovies into my ketchup in the night. Yes, Do you know what Doctor? I call that person? Yeah. Anchovy injector of the night. Do you know how he sounds, Paul? We are not turning this into a fucking character it generating machine. A gum bum bum. A right, gum no. bum. no. <laughs> No, there are no, no more characters this week. Oh, come on. This, oh, all right. Right, skips. Flavour. I don't like it, really. I, it doesn't work for me. I would rate this low. I would say, if I was going to be fair, six. I think we should go up to seven. 6.5, sir. Okay. Texture. I Five. like the texture. Nine. And they sell it on it, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Nine. Value. Uh, average, I would say 7.5. Yeah, yeah, average average value on the skips, yeah. Nostalgia. Are they a nostalgic crisp? I guess they are. They are very nostalgic. Mm. 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 But how nostalgic? I remember not people saying, oh, smell my finger. And then saying... It's oh, been up my fanny. Yeah. Well, What's this got to do with crisps? I nothing. don't know. I hate you, mum. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, eight? Yeah. Accuracy. I can't possibly comment on how accuracy... How accurate it is, but um, even I think it's going to be pretty low. There's a fishiness on the smell, but then there's n- not really any fish sort of prawniness in the flavour. It's no. just it tastes. If it was prawn cocktail sauce flavour, yeah, then it is accurate. So I think it is quite accurate. It tastes of it. T- that's what that prawn cocktail sauce tastes like. Yeah, but I don't know the flavour itself. I don't like. So it's a six point five. We've so. We're but I'm telling to- you, it is quite accurate. So we need a high accuracy score. Eight. Yes. Here we go, Silverman. Seven and seven. Fourteen. Eight and eight. Sixteen. Add them together. Thirty. Add nine. Thirty-nine. Oh, so here we go. Just a little recap. Okay. Wheat Crunchies ultimately scored 37.5. Skips, 39. Salt and Shake, 40. Squares, 40.5. And Frazzles, 37.5. So an interesting... Uh, interesting squares came out on yeah, top in that group. Just, just edged out. Just edged out a little bit, so that's fascinating. What was your favourite from that bunch? Would you say if you had to just grab a pack and just oh, eat them? Square crisps, really? Easy. I think I think salt and shake. That's fine. For me. I can understand that. I do. It's I, a play I snack, isn't it? I love them. It's a nice okay. heritage snack. Paul, are we going to a sound effect now and then? Uh... Yeah, because this has been going for fifty minutes, and we now have twenty more bags of crisps. Oh my god! So I'm gonna have a little think. Bear with us. 
Oh, God, I can't eat any more crisps. I can't do it. Oh, God. I can't. Ladies and gentlemen, we I'm just spent out. 40 oh. minutes eating 20 bags of crisps. We rated the accuracy. But if you would like to listen to that, then simply become a patron, because they're having it. Because <laughs> it's too long. <laughs> and eventually, it was quite dry. The crisps and the segments. And the chat. Yeah. Now, so, give me them. Give me the results, Paul. So, ladies and gentlemen... Eli Silverman now with the top of the crisp league of snacks and crisps top chart ultimately final results as amended with accuracy added and here you go this is the fully updated state of the art up to the minute league of snacks and crisps rundown Paul take it away in no particular order no because we didn't do that Tato crisps 40 Monster Munch Roast Beef Flavour, 40. Monster Munch Pickled Onion Flavour, 42.5. Space Raiders Pickled Onion, 42.25. Oh, God, my stomach's turning just thinking back at all these Space Raiders flavors. Beef, 37.75. Oh. Quavers, oh, 41. Beef to cheese. Chip Sticks, <laughs> 39. To vinegar. Scampy Fries. Oh, to fish. 39.75. <laughs> Beef to cheese to fish. <laughs> What's it? To cheese. Cheese. Thirty-eight point seven five. Oh god, the cheese and the fish. Dry roasted peanuts. Oh, dry roasted. God. Thirty-eight. No. Doritos tangy cheese flavour. Thirty-six. Tangy. McCoys. McCoys. Salt and malt vinegar. Oh, Oh. that we didn't mention that. Malt. We can't go back. That's why it was sweeter. Yeah. We should have given it a higher score for accuracy. Yeah. They get 37. Still a reputable score. Yes. Uh, Doritos. Chili Heat Wave. 34.5. Dog's arse. Doritos Cool Original. 35. Marginally better. Blosh. Brannigan's Roast Beef and Mustard. A travesty that they have been discontinued and we have it here from KP themselves. Yeah. 36.5. 36.5. I'm just glad we got to rate them before, before uh, the end of disappeared. Yeah. Imagine if we couldn't add them to the league. Oh, the league terrible. would be cross. Be terrible. McCoy's Flame Grilled Steak, 34. Oh, God, to beef again. Bacon Fries, part of the triumvirate, beef 35.5. Yeah. Brannigan's Smoked Ham and Pickle, yeah, <laughs> 34. We had to guesstimate that, to be fair. Crispy Bacon Flavored Wheat Crunchies, 37.5. Yeah. Skips, Prawn Cocktail. Oh, back to fish. 39. Walker's Salt and Shake. It's a salty, 40. salty. Square Crisp? Uh, no, because they're uh, called squares, aren't they? Did they used to be called Square Crisps? I think they're always called squares. No, they're called squares. Oh. I call them Square Crisps. Smith Square Crisps. They're not, though. They're just Smith Square... Walker's Squares. Yeah, I know. We've established that. Walker's Squares, Salt and Vinegar, 40.5. And lastly, lastly but not leastly, least Frazzles. Crispy Bacon Flavour. There have been other flavours of Frazzles as well, haven't there? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I want to be done with crisps, mate. Thirty-seven point five for crispy bacon flavour frazzles. Right, Paul. Should we uh, tell the scribe we're done up here and go back up the hatch, up the p- passageway to the? Mate, there's one thing we've got to do before we leave the chamber. We must give a sacrifice to the Masonic gods. Well, of here snacks. he comes with that little toilet oh, thing. Do you have to bring him. Ah, oh, oh. I'm tired from all the. The note-taking and indexing I do. So that's what this episode's been. Crisps. Eating crisps. (laughs) Eating nothing but... I'm the scribe. I don't know who you're talking to now. A roller coaster of crisp flavours. I am the scribe of the league. Beef to fish to cheese to salt Have you got some new information to put into the archives? Yes, we have updated the the, the crisps. Here are our findings. Ah. 
Ooh, look at these facts and figures and all the data. It'll go into the archive. Oh, yes, it will. Here's the toilet thing. I'm going back in. What you toilet can... thing? What's this come from? What's the toilet thing? The toilet elf that you must sacrifice. Mr. Poo Poo Head or whatever toilet he's called. Toilet peeper. Toilet peeper. Toilet peeper. Here is the toilet peeper. I have no more use for him. Uh... You've completed the, the annals. I'm going. I'll go back into the inner sanctum of the inner sanctum. You know the way back. Yes, I know the way back. You go the down the passage. We go up and, and then, then we up go up. There. Yeah. Up through the hatch back into the podcast. Yeah. Lovely to meet you, Paul. And Eli, may I say, you've lost a bit of weight. Okay. Looking really good, actually. And I'm going. Here's the toilet cunt. I think this segment has broken me. <laughs> I think this segment has sat. Here's the toilet cunt. They we're going to oh, sacrifice the toilet cunt. Oh, I can see you dangling. <laughs> I can... Uh, eh. <laughs> now throw him down the loo. All right. <laughs> Another it tour de force of creative... Mate, we should have read that properly. What? We just stabbed a small cherub to death and stuffed it down the toilet. Yeah. And the, actual, the sacrifice was just to give him the least voted crisps. Oh, well. We didn't need to now. kill him. He's gone now. I'm, you know what, Paul? I'm quite glad we did. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we can kill off the, 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 the man who owns the League house. What? The scribe of the, the League? The scribe. Maybe we can kill him. No, I don't think we should. I and think we should kill I, him. I can see he's locked himself. He's gone. Yeah. He complimented me on my... My weight well, loss. Yeah, because he's a and, liar. Well, and he's deluded. a nice liar. He's a deluded. He's a nice liar. Stupid twat. And <laughs> I just don't care for him. Let's go. Come on. We'll leave him there. Hey, let's not kill him off. Eli, I know how to get back to the podcast faster. We're back in now. Oh, that was magic. Yeah, I just clicked my fingers. We didn't and have to go back. down that, no. that passageway in no. the stone. I was just saying, or I'm follow just, the map, Paul. I'm saving up. myself some editing time at we this point. We didn't have to follow the map. No, we didn't. Past the spiders no. and the, the clown car. No, and the, or the joke shop. <laughs> and the fireworks explosion. <laughs> okay. We didn't have to go through any of that. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, we're I back. Clip my hands. All right, Paul, let's do it. Right, so we are going to do a Paul's Page Turners. Now, uh, the back- background to this was, every now and then I'll go to a charity shop and there will be obscure autobiographies. And I was tempted to buy this one, but I didn't know if it'd be worth the money. So I thought I'd go online and read a few reviews while I was in the shop. Oh, has it recently come out? No, it came out a few years ago. Well, this century, it's not like... Yeah, no, no yeah, it's come out within living memory. Yes. Um, but I saw one blog review of this book and it said everything I think we could say. So without me having to read it, he saved me the job. So luckily, it was by a co-host of The Spooktator called Alistair Coleman. Okay. And I said, mate, can I read your blog post? I go, it's perfect for Cheap Show. So he said, yeah, go for it. So uh, I'm going to put a link in the description box for this episode. And Alistair Coleman's online. He can follow me. That's some great. He does um, a, a website as well called Local People Looking Angry. Where you're like, you know, when people pose for photographs because they didn't get someone, you know, broke a fence and they're oh, yeah, angry yeah, holding yeah. a sign yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like he has, a, he has a row of pictures on his website of just those shots and local newspapers. Is that the whole website? Yeah, just okay. angry people holding things. So uh, without any further ado, the book we are talking about today is a book called Ed Stewart, Out of the Stewpot, My Autobiography. Now, he's Stewpot. Now, what did he present? What was his most famous presenting? He was kid? a Radio 1 presenter during the magical heyday of its of its launch. You know, the he, early years. He was, he was there with Tony Blackburn. Launched in 67? Yes. yes. Um, also, I believe he went on to uh, be an editor for Looking Magazine, because when we did that Looking Magazine feature years ago, he was in we there. brought up Stewpot. 
And at the time, you said, oh, his battery's been you treed. And I was like, mate, as far as I know online, there's nothing about being stupid, it it being you treed. However, after reading this, anyway, should we just dive in? Yeah, dive in, So I'm um, ready. I'm going to read out, this is all Alistair's words from this point in. You can react accordingly. So this is his review. He did it in 2016. March 7th. And this is what Alistair said. Long-time readers will know that I am a sucker for terrible celebrity autobiographies. And I have finally caught up with the work of the recently deceased Radio 1 DJ, oh, Ed gone. Stewart. He's... Yeah, because he died, didn't he? Uh, not too long right. before. A couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2016, I'd imagine, 2015. Okay. I think um, we, we mentioned it when we did the actual oh, looking yes. article. Okay. Uh, and after a few weeks to digest this book slowly, I'd say this runs Donna Stell's close for the title of greatest. Now, Donna Stell, what, so do you remember the sitcom in uh, the 70s, the sitcom called It Ain't Half Hot Mum? About I, I don't think I ever watched it myself, but I know, it was I about know about it. It was about a performing group of people who travelled. I don't know what war it was set in or what okay. period. Maybe the 50s. I don't know. But it was based on like the writer's own experiences of performing in you yes, know, during the war. Yeah, Donna Stell was an actor in that who was a short, stout guy with glasses, and he sang "Remembering Green Grass" okay. with uh, his co-host of that sitcom. All right, Donna Stell's autobiography, and again, I've, I've read the best parts of it, is a delicious bitter fest of self him hating everyone, hating everyone. Now the story about Donna Stella is that like he basically faked his way into the, up into getting an acting job. He conned his way in. He didn't. He wasn't an actor. He told everyone. He, no, he was, but he was a bit of a shit kind of red coaty kind of actor. Right. And he was not TV ready because he was short, stout, weird. You know. He, yeah. But he had delusions of grandeur, and he once shook Arthur Lowe's hand once at some event and he used that one anecdote to get a job and apparently someone later said to uh, Arthur Lowe oh yeah no he said you highly recommended him and Arthur went I don't know the fuck, fuck you're talking about <laughs> so then it talks about how after he was a success with that sitcom and then the few albums he released as a singer the work oh, dived wow. off and then it just the rest of the back end of the book is just fucking modern TV run by kids can't give okay, me anything yeah. my wife bitch it's all yeah, like right. <laughs> so this one by Ed Stupart, he says, it is, is a, a close second is a to that close rival. in terms of good. Yeah. So get your delicious Schadenfreude spoon out I've got and, my- <laughs> and drink deep. <laughs> so uh, out of the Stupart. So again, I'm just reading what Alice is writing. Obviously, if you're writing an autobiography, you're going to need an open- opening line that catches the reader's attention. And here's one. Here's his. The book opens with this. The German pilot gave a smug smile as he wheeled away towards the English Channel. It had been a good night's work. <laughs> so basically it's like that's Nazis bought birth right I, I mean I don't know it's like Nazis who's going to fight Nazis why it's WW2 fighter said Douglas Bader and apparently Ed and Douglas didn't get on so for some reason he's talking now about um, Douglas Bader the famous yeah. World War 2 pilot who lost his legs right yes so here we go I was to meet Douglas Bader years later at a golf day in Silvermere in Surrey <laughs> I reminded him that he used to pinch my mother's bottom at the North Hans Golf Club, which didn't go down so well with the members since she was 15 at the time. Then I told him we'd been educated at the same school, Sir Edwards in Oxford. And what do you do now? He inquired, not knowing who I was and possibly not even caring. I'm a disc jockey with Radio 1, I replied. A chap from Teddy's, our nickname for St. Edwards, a disc jockey. He spat the words out in the same tone of voice that Lady Brackwell had used when inquiring about a handbag. Bra- Bracknell. 
Bracknell. Oh, yeah, Bracknell. He laughed mischievously, and as I turned away, I started humming Andy Fairwater Lowe's famous hit, Wide-Eyed and Legless. I think the relevance was lost on him. The relevance. The relevance was lost on him. <laughs> so that's literally... Even, Alistair even says this. So his first needless to say, I had the last laugh, celebrity anecdote. He's on the first page. Is, yeah, and it's how he insulted one of the greatest war heroes for having no legs. <laughs> Oh, the song was about having no legs. Yeah. It was not having no legs, but it was like wild out and legless. So oh, legless. Thinking, yes, legless, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, uh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Douglas. But you can't go to the hop no more, can you? Whack <laughs> 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 uh, tootsie. No, not very fucking likely, is it? <laughs> yeah. So, so just already, weird way it's like to, that little yeah. kind of, what's the word? Like you just, little victories. Yeah, little tiny yeah, yeah, bitter yeah. victories. Yeah. Weirder guy. Because, Apparently, because he was disgusted having come from the same school as the posh guy, he was like, I can't believe we have a disc jockey from our school. A disc jockey? Handbag? A disc jockey? So this is Ed now on his school days. An endearing quality in anyone is a sense of humour. Without one, life is dull. Now, already, that's a warning sign for me when people say when that. people, yeah. Because basically, it's like, gotta laugh, don't you? It's always like, cheer up, you little bugger. Yeah, yeah, cheer yeah. up, my never Go on, gotta laugh, don't you? Yeah, I've killed him. You killed I've him. killed him. You, you gotta, gotta laugh. laugh. He got a laugh. He's yeah. dead. Uh, uh, His wife's estranged. Yeah. She's a widow. He got a laugh. Got a laugh you? So important, isn't it? Having yeah. a sense of humour. Anyway, I've killed your cat. Yeah, yeah. Kill it. So have a laugh. I fucking, I fucking have a fucking laugh. Its head into the concrete. It's so important, isn't it? It's to have a, a, a laugh, fucking isn't it? joke. Have a little laugh. Have a little giggle. What's of your important cat. in life? What, a giggle. what is important? Have a little giggle. A little is sense of humour. A little, little bit sense of humour. I've burnt your house down. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. And so, without one, life is dull. And with one, you can see the funny side of everything. Yeah. This it's is very w- Noel Edmonds, isn't yeah. it? It's the, it's the sort of empty platitudes of it as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? The sort of um, cliched. This even went as far as cold showers in the morning. Oh. Especially when you're laughing at each other's willies. Not that they could get much smaller in the cold. <laughs> they can, mate. You'd stand in line, and then when the master clapped his hands, it was your turn for 10 seconds of purgatory. I don't know what the fuck that the means. The cold shower. Isn't he referring to the cold shower? Yeah, he's talking he had, about... He had to go in for 10 seconds into the cold shower. Into the cold shower. Well, he's Ooh. talking about the headmaster going, how much does your winky shrink? Yes, I'm going to give you 10 seconds of purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> Stu Pot, <laughs> come over here and give your headmaster some purgatory. <laughs> I've got my ruler, steel-tipped ruler. <laughs> Purgatory. How small is my th- microphallus? Porgatory. <laughs> is Ed on Rolf Harris? I uh, always knew he was a dirty... Well, this is one of those benefit of hindsight moments, but when he was when this book came out, it, I'm sure it was all very, yeah. you know, it was still an open secret or whatever. Yeah. Um, in July 1960, we were introduced to a young Australian singer called Rolf Harris. If you hadn't known what a wobble board and a didgeridoo sound like before, you did by the end of July. So what did Ed think of him? Rolf has become a national institution, and anyone who suggests he should be in one deserves a didgeridoo firmly inserted. People were suggesting that already. Firmly inserted where the Aussie sun don't shine. Right, defending Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris has become a national institution. Anyone who suggests he should be in one... And anyone who suggests he should be in one... Oh, an institution. Yes, in jail. Ah... Ah, uh, I got that. Oh, I thank got you. That. I got that because I was too busy reading. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of institutions, yes, he's in one now. Yeah. Um, Ed gets sucked off by an elderly Hong Kong prostitute. Really? Yeah, that's uh, apparently in the next that one. Of the next highlights in this book. All right, I don't want to hear about that. The others were well ahead of me, and all the girls were taken. Oh, only the Mama San was left. 
She looked about 60 going on 140. Oh, come on. <sighs> ah, you too big, she screamed. Oh, no. As I position no. myself. That's not, that's not true. You're not reading. As I position myself delicately for entry. I kid you not. Those of you who've seen me in did. the showers will think I'm lying. Too big, she screamed again. But I give you blowjob. With that, she took her false teeth out and with the memory of what What? happened next has not been lost to any sign of impending dementia. I did gain my proper spurs a little later. So he got a big suck off from an elderly lady. With her teeth out? Yeah. For me, Paul, once the teeth come out, it's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this anymore. Dragon's (laughs) den time. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, your blowjobbing service, um, would it, um, what, what happens if you have false teeth? Take him out. Uh, and on that, I'm out. out. I'm sorry. <laughs> 50% of my business, and I'll take my false teeth out. And I, I'm out. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm out. I can't invest in this. Now, actually, I'm interested. That's a terrible story. You wouldn't want to put that in your autobiography. The thing is, You'd only not put that in if you were writing about it now with hindsight of everything that's gone on with, like, you know, Harris and Savile and fucking Stuart Hall or whatever his name is. All those people. You you probably go, oh, I might leave that bit out now. What's Stu Pot's name? Ed Stu- Stuart. Ed Stuart, I yeah. see. But Stuart Pot was his nickname he Stuart got. Stuart Pot was yeah, his nickname. From the Radio yeah. 1 days. Well, yeah, and the you... thing is, if you, were in a, if you were going to see a prostitute, right, and you were sat there and all your mates are taking the best ones, and they said to you, well, look, you can wait half an hour or... Grandma can suck your dick. <laughs> would you go, oh, I'll wait half an hour. That's fine. Yeah, or would you say, when in Rome? Yeah, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Ed passes through Germany. Right, I don't know what this means. I don't know in what context, but this is the quote from the story. He handed me a wad of notes and disappeared into the crowd. I was never to see him again. But after that, I always thought of him as Santa Claus. So I walked up and down the Reaper barn, ogling the girls in the windows until I saw a blonde I really liked the what look is of. constantly bedding prostitutes? <laughs> With my <laughs> bundle of marks and a rather sweaty palm, I went through the door and into the boudoir of Tamara, hoping that we weren't going to be performing in the window as well. It was all over in oh, minutes. Sense of, oh, no. Sh- it was all over in minutes, and she hardly drew breath. Tamara never comes, I thought idly, as I was ushered out the door oh, and off to the airport to England. <laughs> Mara never comes! <laughs> but, no, it's stupid. Tamara is a professional... She... Of course she doesn't come. Yeah, but that's you know the joke, I mean? isn't it? Tamara never comes. Yeah, but she wouldn't... That's what he ultimately was doing with this story. So, part of me thinks... Terrible. Is it bullshit? Or is 50% of it true where, like... He, he fucked a prosy in Germany. Why would you make that up? No, that's what I'm saying. He didn't make that up, but he made the bit about... He's probably uh, in calling her Tamara. Imagine it. Oh, she, that, that bitch never came. Yeah, that's Imagine what I mean. if her name was Tamara. But Tamara never comes. Yeah. I'm going to put that in my book. Yeah, yeah. I'll teach you, you bitch. But do you know what I mean? It's that kind of... Little, it's misogyny, isn't it? Because it's like I'm paying to relieve myself or at whatever. Least put, at least fucking put some effort in and he's and trying to, it. And he's trying to sort of, yeah. He's trying to say, you should... You, you should be sexually excited, even though you're just doing it for money. You're yeah. just doing a you job. You should be grateful the stew yeah. pot is in yeah, you. Yeah, I'm it's staring just, it's you just, with my it's stick. Just, it just leaves a bad taste in the mouth, doesn't it? The oh, whole thing. <laughs> After that old lady oh, said. That, yes. <laughs> Too big, bad taste. Oh, oh sorry. Bad taste in mouth. <laughs> so this is about Ed's pirate radio days. And there's always time for some casual homophobia. Uh. Oh, this is this is actually, when I first read this, it, it was kind of depressing. Tony got his wish in 1966, but not before he had experienced the hierarchical... Is that Tony structure. Blackburn he's talking about? Yes. Yeah. 
but not before he experienced the hierarchical structure on board as the newest recruit. So let's. Just, I think he, Tony was an aspiring DJ. Finally got on the radio, and this is boat. his rite of passage. He got on on Caroline or yeah. whatever. So I guess they all slept there. I guess. Yeah. Unfortunately for Tony, his cabin mate was Chris Denning, a raving queen. Okay. We all took the piss, as you would. Tony wanted to take the lower bunk. No, we'd say, when he climbs the ladder to the top, Chris might fall on top of you. Oh, well, I'll take the top bunk then. Oh, no, you can't do that. Chris will climb the ladder and then pull it away with him, and then you'll have no chance of escape. Hmm. Tony was panic-stricken and spent many sleepless nights with his hand covering his crotch. Oh, come on. He was saved when another young gay recruit joined the ship, and as he moved into the cabin with Chris, Tony moved out quicker than the revs of an old 78. Oh, fuck The rest of us were nothing but heterosexual and couldn't wait for our wigs leave to enjoy the flavours of the opposite sex. What a fucking (laughs) massive, rancid, stupid, fucking dopey, big-faced He is horrible, isn't he? What a fucking twat. We will red-blooded go go buy prostitutes who pretend to come. Uh, Gay boys, gay boys, just so you know, I'm a fucking real man. I fuck prozzies, old ladies. She said it was too big. She said it was too too big. Too big. I, honestly, she said it was too big. If you see me in the shower, you'd know it's not that big. But she said it was too big. It's she. He managed to be kind of racist, isn't he? The whole thing, like you know, yeah, because like, Chinese men are meant to be small, Japanese smaller, men are meant to be yeah, yeah. That, it's it's, this, it's like, built on nothing but that kind of bigotry, British colonialism kind yeah, of yeah. thought. Was like everywhere we go, yeah, people yeah. are fucking grateful yeah, we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. suck my dick. Yeah. Take your teeth out. <laughs> None of that business. No excuses. And Suck this, it. Yeah, the misogyny. The Leave homo- me. Homophobia in there. Well, there's a know, li- well, luckily, there's a little bit of sexism too at the end okay. of one of these stories. So he had a re- he started uh, a relationship with, not a relationship, but he started a business relationship with a, a guy called Harold Davison, who became his first agent. Right. Uh, his officers were plush, his secretaries were young and pretty, and his personal assistant, Mary Titmus, really lived up to the first syllable of her surname. Oh my God, that's so badly written there as well. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> yeah, just we got it. it. It's sad as yeah. fuck. Yeah, at that point, you don't nearly need to be subtle. You could just say, Mary Titmus had big tits. Yeah, or something like that. And that would be, be better, a bit yeah. honest. That would be better, like tits. Must certainly had a good pair. Or I, gave, like I that. put my mess on her tits. Yeah, I fucking speedboated her. In the- <laughs> <laughs> she speedboated me after death. People thought I had a fight with Mike Tyson afterwards. Uh, Ed, this is when Ed joins the BBC now. I soon realised... How did they let this cunt join the BBC? This was the culture of the time, and they, presenters of the time had this mentality. They did, they didn't were, they? they were, it was a reasonably new profession when you think about it. And so it was like when people say, oh, it was the rock and roll, they were making it as it happens. You think... SNL, the early days of SNL. Oh, drugs and all sorts yeah, going on. Yeah. Cocaine and weed, the whole officer stunk of this. Yeah, yeah. What a time to be alive. Women didn't get much of a look in and were treated uh, pretty badly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, blah, blah. It's that culture. Yeah. I soon realised that the BBC Club was not just for drinking. Many young and impressionable secretaries and producers' assistants... Christ, he's a pet <laughs> predator, isn't he? <laughs> ...would make it their hunting ground in order to meet and trap young, impressionable DJs. Oh, it's always trapping like that. You know what I mean? Just yeah. the whole it's narrative. It's not my fault they're throwing their yeah, clouts at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to trap me. Yeah. yeah. I was easily impressed. So was Jimmy Savile. (laughs) But he would never set foot on licensed premises. He would order an orange juice from the corridor and pick up girls there. What? So what he said, what that implies is... We never went in pubs. Why didn't Savile, was it Savile? Well, the BBC club, he would order the drink and drink it in the corridor outside and chat up the girls there as if, I don't know, you don't want to steal it in public? You don't want to drink in public. 
No, he was a monster. Chat up the world, oh, girls in yeah, public. Yeah. Uh, right, next chap. The next little segment's called Ed gets a lots of TV work and B lots and lots of sex. This is a fucking theme oh. with his greatest hits. I was on my way back from Wales by train during the period that exit had been transmitted, and sitting in the same compartment were two very pretty young girls oh. on their way to Clacton to start a summer season as redcoats with butlers. Finding out that I had time to kill, I invited them back to my flat, and we spent an afternoon reading the Karma Sutra. Fame certainly has its perks. Fuck off, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Charmingly, mm. Alistair says, later on in the book, he calls it squirting the girls. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, right, this is where it gets a little bit more uncomfortable now, as uh, if that wasn't uncomfortable uh, as it stands. Oh, no. So Ed meets his future wife. God, she's, she's in her teens. Chiara, the woman who I was to spend the next 30 years of my life with, was 13 uh, when we met in 1970 and 17 when we married. They say the quickest way to a man's heart is in his stomach. Sex might be quicker, but food lasts longer. My wife started on my stomach and nothing else when she was 13. In 1970, Ed Ed Stewart was 29. Fucking hell. And she's 13. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. So you see what I mean? So he's basically wooing this 13-year-old. Is that what's going on? I, uh... I mean, I guess... He said that 13. I mean, the she, thing yeah. is, I don't know the context of where he met. I'm reading the blog post, yeah. so I don't know in what circumstances. But the point is, the sentence begins with 13 yeah, year yeah, old yeah, girl. Yeah, After yeah. that, there's no, I started a relationship yeah, with. It's no, like, no, I've no, heard no, enough. No. Yeah. I've heard enough. I'm out. And you can put the words <laughs> and nothing else in parentheses. Yeah, 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 but ultimately, yeah, yeah. we know what you're thinking. And yeah. that is, oh. <laughs> so, um,. Oh, mate, it's What terrible. else could the poor boy do? The next week, Jimmy took me to his house in Wembley for what I thought was going to be a simple plate of spaghetti. No way. I arrived at 7pm and was greeted at the door by what I can only describe as a 13-year-old apparition. Chara was simply stunning, and she had cooked the most beautiful roast chicken, roast potatoes, chipolata, cauliflower, with all the trimmings. Do you know what I mean? Why Make would you sure write you any of this in a book? When you look back on your life and these are the footnotes, you, you think, I just won't I'll write just, the book. I just won't. I don't want the people to think I was a cat. Was for his own fucking ego to go. Yeah, but the- oh, I fucking did this. I fucking banged that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Look how big, big, big Billy Big bo- Bollocks. Biggie Big Bollocks. He just comes across as a borderline nonce. I mean, to be honest, doesn't he? So um, maybe not even borderline. Ed Stupot also went on to present Cracker Jack. Yeah. Uh, Ed manages to go a whole two pages about Cracker Jack, and that's when of- I knew him from because I used to watch Cracker Jack. Yeah. He did have. He was charismatic as a presenter, I guess. Yeah, of wasn't course he? he was. He was good at his job. Doesn't yeah. mean he was a nice human being. No, and apparently, he honestly, wasn't a nice. This human catch being. up with him has, has soured him. It really has. And so, um, talks about Cracker Jack and is bitter about getting the sack. Ed, you're all too old, and we're getting some new blood in. But who is this blood? I shouted down the line. The Crankies. <laughs> <laughs> Getting replaced by the fucking Crankies. That's what happened. It is what happened in Cracker Jack. So the work dries up for Ed, but he swallows his pride. So it was that Rockies opened in Cobham in Surrey with Ed Stupot as Comper twice a week. Uh, and, it was to become the most, and it was to become the most popular karaoke club in the area. Stupot, on the downs of his career, hosted the most popular karaoke, karaoke bar, bar in the Cobham area of Surrey, <laughs> specifically. Uh, back in favour, Ed gets a foreign jolly in Norway, but he can't help being a dick. 
As always, when a rock and roll record is played, I was up on the floor ready to jive with the uh, nearest victim. What? Unfortunately, the woman I grabbed had, without my knowing it, brittle bone disease. <laughs> I had flung her around the floor a couple of times when our hands slipped as we turned on the final chord of rock around the clock. And before I knew it, she had rocked onto the floor, breaking her arm in the process. Before I could say, save the last dance for me, her husband appeared and shouted, Go now! <laughs> Uh, her husband's lucky her husband didn't kill you Ed follows in some illustrious footsteps I am president of the PHAB having taken over from Rolf Harris who himself had followed Sir Jimmy Savile it was established in 1957 in response to the belief that disabled people want opportunity not pity (sighs) now well, the the opportunities are there are not great um, God, apparently that's... Ed did do a fair lot for the charity when he took over and raised a lot of money uh, but didn't like to talk about it and then it goes oh who am I kidding there's 35 pages of name dropping to all the charity work football teams and cricket and golf events he's done sake. and it's not like mild-mannered Ed Stupot to be a sexist rotter about the noble game of golf so now here's a list oh of, he doesn't um, think women should play golf no here's a list of terms that he uses during golf so what the term is and what it means such as a blondie a fair crack up the middle a district nurse, a missed putt that just shaved the hole. Yeah. Uh, Eli's face, ladies and gentlemen, is in genuine anguish. A son-in-law, not quite what you hope for. Army golf, when you're playing in a somewhat erratic way. Left, right, left, right. And then Alistair writes, that's about as funny as the book actually gets. Fucking hell. Um, Ed manages to flip from his brother's untimely death to doing Panto and Weymouth to appearing on The Weakest Link all in one paragraph. Here is this paragraph. Despite the Pavilion Theatre telling the press about my recent bereavement, there were still a couple of reviews that criticised my opening night performance as the weakest link. It was unkind and insensitive, given the circumstances, but it had made convenient copy for them at the time. The TV show was huge back then, and it's still popular, and there are few quiz hosts with a profile as consistently talked about as Anne Robinson. Whatever you think about her, you've got to take your hat off to her for her sheer staying power. That is quite the course correction on a paragraph. (laughs) Don't make fun of my dead brother and my yes. bad acting. But Anne Robinson's great, isn't yeah, she? I was on. Was he, he on it? No. No. They did Celebrity. He, no, he's just talking about the show. Okay. Apropos. Just, oh, of, just, and I, by the way, I like, yeah. like that show, yeah. He called me The Weakest Link. Well, actually, that's a compliment because Weakest Link's a good show. Yeah. And then amid 10 pages, he devotes to The Weakest Link as opposed to a whole two pages on his Crackerjack career and he manages to go full partridge again. If Saddam Hussein described the Iraq war in the early 1990s as the mother of all battles, then the mother of all TV personalities in the 20th century has to be Anne Robinson. What's his deal with Anne Robinson? <laughs> Though it has turned out, Anne was to show a sensitive side to me which others on her show may not have experienced. Oh, he must have been on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ed discovers that golf can be a cruel, cruel mistress. Fucking golf. I've always retained a certain aloofness and an inability to show affection. No shit. Perhaps that cost me my marriage. Chaira needed more love. Perhaps you married, groomed a 13-year-old, and that's what cost you your marriage. Chiara needed more love, attention, and TLC than I was willing to give. So she found... I wanted basically a live-in sex maid. Yeah. (laughs) So she found it with another man. Yeah. Ironically, that man was to be a professional golfer who had been our teacher for some time. We ate, drank, and were married together, but I hadn't noticed that her, their feelings had deepened beyond friendship. Uh. Bizarrely, Ed continues to live under the same roof as the lovers, as the cuckolded ex-husband. After all, it would be madness to sack your golf teacher just because he's banging your wife. What? But is he happy? 
The two of them have their own place a few miles away after I'd loaned them the deposit against their half share of the house. I just wanted to keep it all amicable as possible. To return to the words of the Jack Jones song, I'm free again and enjoying it more and more. I hadn't realised there were so many beautiful women in similar circumstances. Stop! Mate, that's about... That's about as much as the, the, the blog goes to. He, uh, Alistair ends by saying this. In the words of Ronnie Barker in the final scenes of the Porridge movie, our ordeal is over. <laughs> <laughs> While his days in Hong Kong and on the pipe radio ships were somewhat interesting, the rest is self-indulgent tat with no filter. No. If you're still interested, you can buy his book in a lot of good bookshops and probably in a lot of shit ones as well. I would not read that. That I nearly bought in a charity shop. I'm yeah, glad I you did. missed a bullet there. And I think Alistair has done solid work yeah. for us. So thank you Bring very us much. the for highlights that. there. Crikey. Fuck me, that was emotional. He's toxic. I'm he's toxic. So, he's, um, he's just a horrible cunt. So and you know what? I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it was painful. Well, okay. bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of the cheap show for this week. Cheap show's over once again. Next week, there'll be more of it. And would you like a kiss on your dingle? I will have a private kiss, a little nibble on my dingle. I would like your little lips to kiss my dingle hole. (laughs) We're nearly done. (laughs) Oh, my fucking mouth tastes of crisps. I'm full of crisps. I'm crisped up the bracket. I'm all crisped out. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us this week. Thank if you'd you. like to email the show, thecheapshow@gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter at thecheapshowpod, I'm at Paul Gannon Show. Eli is Eli Snoid, which is spelled E L I S N O I D. We're doing our live 200th Twitch broadcast on 9th of October. That, Put it for, in your diary that now. That is for the 200th show. Yeah, the get, 200th. Can you believe, Paul? Can you believe it? We're coming up for 200. It's exciting times. It's exciting times. I've got a scooge on all my pillows. <laughs> Right, he's gone. I'm almost there. Right. We're almost there. Hey, and if you like this podcast and you want to support us, why not go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show and give what you can, if you can, to help keep this podcast going. And if you join now, you've Thank got you for five, that. three or four years worth of podcasts and videos and magazines 200 episodes will be. So yeah, you'll get That's lots a back, of stuff. That's got a back catalogue and also... You get the elongated version of the crisp tasting. Yeah, we just which done we that. did today. So there are perks to be in a Patreon, ain't no doubt. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Tumblr, we're on Instagram. You'll find us. Have a look for Cheap Show. You'll either find us or that band called Cheap Show, which is a grungy punk thing. Why are you so annoyed with them? I'm they're, not. I'm not annoyed. They, with we them. should just get saying. them to do a version of our theme tune. No, they've done. A, they did that CD for the magazine, didn't they? They did a little oh, track, yeah, yeah. Chris Bullock had a track on there as well. It's very good. Very Another good. reason to buy the physical copy of the magazine. If you go to our website, the Cheap show.co.uk there are pictures that accompany every episode and links to our merch page events fantastic uh, magazine cheap show magazine page and all sorts of joys there that's it lovely stuff keep it simple keep it neat come and slick my sweaty feet bend over spread the cheeks lick what you can find my meat come on baby let's have fun put your finger up my bun and then we'll go back to our bed and then you'll give me lots of head I'm stew pot I'm stew pot I'm naughty naughty stew pot I'm stew pot I'm stew pot and guess what pump Blue. Oh, fuck. He had to call back to that, didn't you? Pompadour. Oh, I'm cr- pressing no, the button. I'm saying Pompadour. I'll fuck you and your Pompadour. And a Pompadour to you too. <laughs> I'm pressing the button. Go on, then. Where is it? There, it's like that big square button. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.